Hello, welcome to PlayStation Unchained 158. I have no special intros this week as I spend most of the time trying to fiddle with recording equipment and sorting out the laptop and see it's proof purchase that when you think Ben isn't going to be on the podcast, everything falls to pieces because Ben, as we have said many a times, is the pillar of this podcast. And if you're hearing this podcast right now, that's because Ben has jumped in with horrible horrible illness and still doing his job damn it and helping us out here and saves the day so i welcome you ben shiller with a hall and praise you immensely thank you it's it's always nice to be on so <laughs> no matter how you feel <laughs> yeah I, I might feel like death but i'm here he is here the pillar has to be here i, I think we've Ben will uh, be cryogenically frozen in future. So <laughs> <laughs> we avoid such issues. Um, I, I'm your host, by the way, this week, Neil Bolt. As I, I often forget to introduce myself, but, uh, and being such a generic voice as I have, it's uh, you could mistake me for anyone. I'd imagine it, I could be Mike, and you'd be thinking, "Well, Mike never left all those weeks. Why are they making the joke? Who knows?" But I'm not alone with Ben here. Uh, we are ably assisted by two other regulars, definitely regulars now, you know. Um, the more regular of the two, has, in terms of how long he's been on a run of being on here, is, of course, Gary Bagdasarov. You are a wonderful man. How are um, you, you doing, Gary? I'm pretty good, man. I'm actually very good this week. Very good. You are the polar opposite of Ben this week. <laughs> I've taken all of Ben's good. good <laughs> You've stolen his essence. Oh. <laughs> you. excellent and of course the the rookie is still with us but uh he's now entering his senior year in in unchained terms anyway um alfonso boxo you're here and you're ready to party how you doing i'm well but also disappointed because mike wanted the game prediction and yes. mike and ben won the wd prediction Taken away from me because if I had won both, my ending remark was said, I'm the new Undertaker, but since <laughs> that's not going to happen, yeah, uh, there's nothing I can do about it. So we all congratulations, know. Mike. Congratulations, Ben. We all know I'm secretly the wrestling god. Yeah, you, are, you, <laughs> you know as much as, uh, I'm trying to think of someone who doesn't know much in the wrestling business. Gary, help me out here. Uh, on the site? No, oh, in general, who's clueless in the world of wrestling about wrestling, but somehow still in wrestling? <laughs> um, well, what's his name? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, no, his name I'm escaped me. <laughs> Damn, I forgot his name. Well, there, there's always Mark Madden. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god, Isn't he the guy from no, the eighties? Who, who pretty much destroyed WCW after Bischoff left? God, what was his name? Worked for WWE. Oh, Vince Russo? Yes. <laughs> Vince Russo. <laughs> there you right, go. Poor Vince, poor Vince Russo. I don't um, know yeah, who he the... is, but it sounds disappointing. Yeah, he has uh, quite the beard going on. but uh, Not in terms of like volume, but just how much of its face, his face it actually covers. It's, uh, it's quite impressive. But yeah, he was a uh, Tad Clueless, bless his socks. Um, yeah, just to recap on that, of course, we did the near Automata 
or tomato um, review and prediction last week. The end score turned out to be 89 and Mike got that dead on, which gets him double points because getting it dead on gets you double points. Um, I was dead last on 84. Um, Gary then followed me up with his hatred of games he loves with 86. And I'm... I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sure you were. Yeah, um, Alfonso at 87 and Ben 91, so they were both two out on either side. And yes, the uh, wrestling predictions. If you listen to our little side podcast, which looking at it, you some people are so <laughs> more than the regular one last week. Um, yes, Ben and Mike took the crown last week with a five and a half to five victory. Overall, out of eight, I believe, yeah, eight fights, which uh, takes the current score after two pay-per-views and me, nine, Ben, seven and a half. So going into WrestleMania could all change, could all be exciting. We'll get on to that, I'm sure. But we're not here to talk about wrestling as much. Uh, we're here to talk about video games, and there's plenty of that to talk about, as usual. What have we got this week? Well, who knows? Um We've all been playing Horizon, I'm sure, apart from Gary, I'd imagine. But uh, we'll talk about that. Um, there's new stuff about the likes of Gran Turismo, Shadow of War, um, Crash Bandicoot and all that. And again, we'll talk about that in a bit. So let, let's start with Shadow of War, which is, of course, the sequel to Shadow of Mordor. Um, the Lord of the Rings spin-off that, during the lean years of a PS4 catalogue, ended up being uh, a game of the year. Um, and now, you know, in a year like this, it's sequels coming out and it's going to have its work cut out to be up there, even in the top five at the minute. But all the same, it looks very good. And those 16 minutes they showed off, you know, showing a very much expanded warfare and uh, move sets progressing on from Shadow of Mordor. I'm intrigued and, yeah, it, no doubt Shadow of Mordor's nemesis system was one of the best new innovations of this generation and no one's really touched it since so it, they, they get another shot at it on a grander scale by the look of it Gary you are a big fan of uh, the old Shadow of Mordor so what were your feelings on this uh, big old trailer and gameplay reveal I was actually I was a little blown away by what they're able to accomplish <laughs> um, it kind of now looks like a big old RTS game, but with a badass combat system. Yeah, yeah, it really does. That's a good <laughs> mix. That's, that's the kind of mix you want for an RTS in a modern sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, I'm playing an RTS, but I control one character. I can do a whole bunch of cool things. Um, really exciting. Um, I like how you're able to just pretty much build your own army now and go to war with another army. Um, very innovative stuff, I think. Like you said with the Nemesis system, like they, they took what they had, which was mostly uh, the enemies kind of remembering who you are um, and wanting revenge on you to something of this huge scale where they now um, join your army if they want to. Or they hold these kind of grudges against you for what you did to them in the past and they form alliances with you know other enemies to kind of help them destroy you as a grudge. It's really crazy stuff that they've been able to do. Um, I'm super excited for it. Um, I, I do have this feeling where I'm going to grow an attachment to some of my ugly orcs and 
if they die in battle, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was probably the natural flip to have going on from Shadow of Mordor to now kind of flip the nemesis system on you and have people you can align with that could betray you by the sound of it as well. And that throws up a whole new dynamic to that. And as you said, that kind of blows your mind in a way because we've not seen anyone try it since. And as a result, no one has bettered it since, which suggests that despite its relative simplicity as an idea, the execution is not so easy to get right. And no, I can't even imagine the algorithm they had to build for that, all that to work properly. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and, and the fact that it's only been out there once before now means that the worry was if a sequel came along, other games would have come and gone and tried it and bettered it, and they would have come in with nothing new. And it's like, here, they look like they've not only got an open field, but they've had definitely expanded on their own idea to the point where it is like WWE for the Lord of the Rings. It just, you know, this guy will come down out of nowhere and, and start attacking you, well, not with a chair, but a club probably. And then because you happened to push him off a building that one time or, or burned his face or something like that. And it's, yeah. Or, or just not giving him any land. Like he, yeah. he, sought, he, he put one of his dudes in control and like, if you shaft somebody long enough, they're probably going to betray your ass. Um, yeah, which is cool. And it's like, yeah, it's amazing stuff what they've been able to do. I'm very impressed. And not just the, with the nemesis. System, you, know, you now fly a dragon if you want to. I'm sure you can ride one of those big old uh, Cyclops looking dudes that he fought. Um, yeah. A lot of crazy stuff going on in that game. And like even the boss fight looked really cool. It looked very... Um, I want to say like uh, like Batman Arkham Origins boss fight where it's very cinematic um, rather than just yeah, it was wasn't it? it? It's a boss and you, but you fight him like you fight any other boss. It was more crazy like you'd fight Deathstroke in, in Arkham Origins if you remember that fight. Which yeah, still one of the the more boss fight like boss fights in the whole series, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Was- all of the boss fights in Origins were very, were very uh, kind of cinematic. Like even Copperhead as well, Mr. Freeze. Uh, well, no, Mr. Freeze wasn't in that one. Sorry, um, Killer Moth. They're all very yeah, those yeah, yeah, very neat fights. Um, and it seems like they're going that way with these boss fights in that game, which I think looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Can't fault that. Um, ben, in your sickly guys, can, have you seen any of this? I was really impressed by this new Green Lantern game. <laughs> I mean, the Ring of Power is a lantern ring now, right? Because he he was making st- constructs using it. I mean, I, I mean, it's not what I think of uh, Green Lantern as a realistic war RTS simulator, but you know, you do have yeah. to have a reboot. That's it, and how better a reboot to go than back to a medieval style? Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> I already made a little plot in the general chat that Gary saw that proves I'm crazy. But yeah, I won't say it here, but I found a way <laughs> to tie it in. <laughs> anyway, Great. it did look good, I must admit that. Although I skipped it... the last one, so. And I'll skip this one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> That's fair enough. And what about you, Alfonso? Were you a fan of the original, and are you looking forward to this one? Um, I, from the first one, only played a little bit. I didn't, because I know I had other games coming out. But from what I've seen from this, it looks really good, so I will go back to the first one. 
and finish it before this one comes out. So, but so I'm looking forward to this one as well. Spend it. Ooh, sorry. Just, I, uh, I, I, am su- I am surprised it's coming out so soon, though. Yeah, that was the thing. But then they've been radio silent for a while since the game came out before. And so, yeah, it's feasible. You know, there wasn't really much fanfare going into the last one. Yeah, just the right. Yeah, because it was a game based on a property. Nobody really has faith in those anymore. No, that's it. And I think it's proven to be a smart move for a lot of people when there's something people want. And you're worried about potential backlash with too much build-up time for the game coming out, then you just ready, you know, mention that it's coming out in a few months, and and you can get the hype up nice and frothy. And by the time it comes out, good sales. I mean, it worked for Fallout Four yeah, massively. So I'm calling it. It's gonna. It's got released for that de- announced for that release date, but I don't think they're ever gonna. Achieve, I bet it gets delayed. If it does, I don't give you much. I think. I think that. that I can totally see what you mean on that one, but I, I think it will be if it delays a couple of weeks, maybe just to, because something else might turn up near its spot, and they're like, "Oh no, no, we don't want to be there," that sort of thing, rather than because of any polish sort of problem. Problem. Most of what they do in in, in Shadow of Mordor is pretty much derivative derivative of uh, other games, and that's what made it good. It, well, it wasn't particularly great at any one thing, but because it had that nemesis system in place that was their original construct the rest of it probably quite easy to do really they just took bits of other warner brothers games to be honest and so yeah they were happy with that and no one would have fronted up and been worried about them doing the same thing again but uh, they're probably going a bit more ambition but i don't think it's a stretch that they could have done it in a couple of years they're probably working on it pretty much straight after the they realized they're going to get some critical success out of it and the fact that they, they showed alpha footage and it looks so good in alpha, I can't imagine what it looks like in a final build. Uh, yeah, that's it. And yeah, it, it would put more faith in the studio than to do other things. If they they could knock it out of the park, uh, improve on the last game, which you know, to be fair, as good as it was, it could do with improvement. No doubt about that. So we shall see. I can't believe it's coming this summer. It could be another big hitter. Oh my god. Can't imagine any more games. <laughs> <laughs> it is just ridiculous. It's, but the fact that it yeah. shows you how far we've come in the sense of the Shadow of Mordor, by current standards, would probably not even break the top 10 uh, of a year in the last couple of years. Whereas, <laughs> now nah, it's just mad. Nuts, nuts. Oh, yeah. What else did we have this week? Um, oh, there's Gran Turismo Sport got shown off, didn't it? And there was a bit of a about a beta about that alfonso you wanted to talk about that i believe yes um i'm a huge fan of gran turismo and this was supposed to come out last year november which yeah. i was looking forward to because that was the game i was going to play non-stop until horizon came and then it got pushed back and um i'm just curious to see what they're going to do for this game because i didn't care so much for gran turismo 6 because it reminded me a lot of Gran Turismo 5. So when they said that beta was coming out, like, I was, you know, I wanted to sign up and play just to see what it brings. And I think it yeah. says it's supposed to come out the fall of this year. I'm not too sure about that. Um, I, I think they've confirmed exactly, but it should be coming out this year. 
the beta is in five days from now, 17th of March. So I would imagine it can't, it's probably at the middle of the year release for Sony. Sounds about right. A racer in the middle of the year gives them something you know, for that little spot. I would think it would have to be summer. I mean, if you delay it back to the fall, like, uh, it would be, be suicide. Suicide it, for them. That, and there must have been something seriously wrong with the game if you delayed it an entire year. Well, being Gran Turismo, <laughs> being Gran Turismo, it could just be that one of the headlights wasn't right on a car. That takes six months, then that's it. I guess so. Um, yeah, I think the beta players will get to access a range of different cars spanning across different categories and multiple tracks and configurations to test out. Uh, we have to test out a new sportsmanship rating and dri- driver profile features, which monitor player performances on the track and ensure matchmaking against similarly skilled players. The better you are, the fiercer the competition. Um, sadly, it's only open to players in the US or people who have a US account. <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. I don't make the rules. <laughs> it's a strange one, though, considering it's... No, what it is. I would have thought they would have gone Europe too, but I think Europe is going to be straight after that, to be fair. Quite Um, honestly, I thought Europe should have gone at first. Racing is way more popular in Europe than it is in America. Yeah, especially the kind of racing. Europe doesn't need the beta, though. Grand Tourismo comes out, they'll buy it. Yeah, perhaps. You're not wrong, I don't think, on that one. Um, Yeah, the trailer looks interesting last year, didn't it? And they showed a few bits and bobs. yeah, you can't fault it. It's what it is. It needs to do a lot better than the last couple, I think, though, in terms of changing how people see Gran Turismo, whilst obviously still remaining somewhat faithful to what drew a big crowd in the first place. Because you know, it is the first Gran Turismo of this generation, and it it's probably its last chance to really have that impact before it gets shuffled to the back of the pack and say, yeah, we might bring that out next to when... It's not even yeah. a proper Gran Turismo, though. It's not a main title. Well, I think this is how they get around it not being Gran Turismo and how they change it up a bit by doing something a little different. And it's how Forza and manages to do it. You know, they, they alternate between two different styles. The only difference is Forza can do it every year. Yeah. But then that's because Microsoft <laughs> haven't got much else choice because there's nothing else coming out. Oh yeah, <laughs> I still think that wish we'd have a more of a uh, regular schedule for Gran Turismo games. I think every year is a Wait, bit excessive. Games in general, but... yeah, it's uh, we used to have F1 as the uh, ex- uh, exclusive game. I think that went more form. <laughs> so that's out of the way. Wipeout's coming back though, so. Yeah. But I think every year is a bit too excessive. But every yeah, couple of years, maybe. Problem is, it is synonymous with you know taking ages to do. Yeah. That's the problem. They want everything to look meticulous, but uh, let's hope they've uh, thought more about how it plays this time. I All feel. I know is I can't wait to play with the PS2 cars in 4K. <laughs> 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 yeah, you, you think they're going to go use the SmackDown versus Raw route of just having the same graphics engine for 15, 20 years? <laughs> well, I remember so there was some PS2 models in. Was it Gran Turismo 5? Was it? I don't know. I, 4 was the last time I played a Gran Turismo properly. Was, was, but, isn't that right, Alfonso? What? There was some, some PS2 model um, cars in Gran Turismo 5 and 6, right? The not premium model ones. 
I'm not sure because I ain't played five in a while. Five, I think five came out in 2010, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, the not premium models weren't the ones, you know, weren't the ones that have been upgraded. Okay. They were better than PS2, but they were using the same. You understand what I mean? They used the same model. I get what you mean. But the polygons increased, but the the basis of the actual car was the same. Yeah. It's why those ones didn't have interior views. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that's fine. For a second, I was thinking. Yeah, I think they also said the beta is going to be a multiplayer-only beta as well. I think, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. I thought the game was multiplayer only anyway. I have no idea about that. I'm sure Sport doesn't have a proper single player. If I'm really. I, I said, I'm, this is not my wheelhouse on this one. <laughs> but, uh, Again, it's been a while since I've read about Sport, so I don't know if I'm right or wrong. But Sport, that's the thing with the balls. Yeah, the one I with mean, the balls and the kicking. Yeah, It may have been like that when they announced it, yeah. but I think if... If this delay is a year, um, I think they'll add single player to it. Maybe they realized they just didn't have enough content, so they delayed it a whole year. Maybe. I mean, well, yeah, you just look at the... Uh, for all the talk of single player games being dead, look at what most of the highest rated games are this year. It's uh, There's a, a good chunk of single player stuff running the roost so it's wise to include that i think multiplayer only games uh, you live or die by it being popular from the get-go drive club had its single player stuff but it wanted to be this majorly multiplayer online thing and yeah it ultimately failed sadly though it gained a cult following and gran turismo needs to get that footing i do wonder if that's why they sort of I should drive Club off to the side and got rid of it a bit to let you know GT Sport come in and do the same thing effectively, which uh, wouldn't surprise me. But uh, sadness if that's true. Anyway, uh, what else do we have? Uh, it's been talked about for weeks, of course, that uh, the uh, PS4 system software 4.50, which uh, finally launched officially this week, uh, myself and Ben had been testing it before that, of course, we can now declare that the uh, time has gone past. Um, it includes, of course, external HDD support, uh, custom wallpapers, which are, are truly fun, and we've uh, been having fun on that this week on PSU. Check us out, and uh, we've got some really good wallpapers that you can download for themes. Uh, I think uh, Thomas Halston has uh, done those for us, quite thankfully. Um there's a quick menu refresh, uh, which is, what's that? Yeah, basically, uh, covers less of the screen and now be able to create, join, and manage parties on the go. Menu, you can connect with friends without having to leave the game. Uh, you can post status updates to your PlayStation Network activity feed. I always, the problem with doing this in beta stage is that you look at this and think, wasn't that in there already? It's like, no, it's because you've been doing the beta stage. <laughs> it's like you end up forgetting what was in and what was out. Um, 3D Blu-ray support for PSVR, uh, which is a nice one. I thought there's some other stuff as well, wasn't there? I, I've seen today that the uh, Move controllers now more responsive as well as a result of the uh, firmware update. That's uh, an interesting aside for the uh, VR fans. But yeah, it's it's a it's a nice big update of stuff, and I think the custom themes is a start. 
uh, I think Gary, you were saying yourself, uh, and we're talking in Slack chat that it would be nice if we could go one step further and get dynamic themes with custom music and such. Gary. Sorry, okay. I'm here. I was, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I keep forgetting. Um, right. Yeah, it happens to me. Don't worry. No, I was just going to say, um, I, yeah, you're right. It's cool to have, like, your own custom background image. Um, but that's the thing. It's just an image. Um, I can put any image in the background. I think it'd be great if, you know, in the future, at least, they'd let us do, like, have our own music, whatever song we want to play for that theme. Um and I just realized, because uh, I tried it yesterday, you can have a theme, right? Say I have, uh, you know, a Resident Evil 7 theme, um, which was a free one where I had that creepy music playing in the background. Oh, the music um, was fun, yeah. I, I can't have that theme, but a different background image, right? My own background image. Yeah, which is something you could do on PS3. Yes. <laughs> just... um, there's a lot of stuff you can do on PS3. Yeah, for some reason, I can't do on my more powerful system. Um, well, it was complex for a reason, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just a static image, you know? It's just one, like, it'd be nice if I can have two, like, some themes that you have two when you go up to the top menu and you have a different image. Um, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, so, in necessity, it's just pretty much like a background image you have on your computer laptop. Or yeah, your computer. exactly. Which is fine. It looks really nice. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love it. But I think there's a lot more they can do with this feature. Because obviously it's huge. We've seen that it's become really popular. Um, not just from our site. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, um, there's always room for improvements. I mean, just the first step. But when you're, what is it now, four years into the life cycle? Four, three? Three years? Yeah, three and a bit. So now at this point. Yeah, it's... A lot of the stuff is coming just too late, in my opinion. Um, things like this should have been there a long time. Like external hard drive support should have been there probably within the first year. Um, yeah, I think some of this stuff is probably just one to save time, two to save money uh, in terms of having everything set up from the beginning. It's a way that most stuff happens these days, especially with the gaming industry, is sell your stuff with the bare minimum you need and then just add to it as you go on when you know you've got an audience for it. Because as you, you can see it with Vita. There's all this stuff they put on there to begin with. And then there was a bunch of stuff everyone wanted that eventually came, but it never lasted and it always ended up being dropped or stuff just plain didn't exist after a while. And yeah, it, it's a risk for them. I think Sony was still very raw on that with the previous console generation and with the Vita's failings at the time. It needed to get the console out there as cheap as possible without losing money. And that oh, yeah, was I totally understand that. I'm just saying like how long it takes oh, yeah. for features to get out. I just think it's kind of ridiculous. Especially when you have a page set up on your own website that asks people what features they want in the next firmware update. And yeah. the same ones constantly appear, and they never add them, but they add, like, the second or third tier things that people want. Um, like, I understand you can't do the, the name change for whatever reason. They already said why they can't let you change your name on PSN. Mm. Um, 
but things like external hard drive support, letting you listen to your own music when you're playing a game. That took two years for them to finally implement. That should not have been the case. Yeah, I think... It's like they purposely waited for Spotify to finally launch on the system to let you do that. Yeah, to be fair, I like the idea they put forward with Spotify. Just because of the way it works, it's quite fun. Oh, it's great, yeah. Especially when you're playing a game and it recommends music based off the music of that game, too. I think it's really great. And just the balancing of it as well, that you can have it up you know, however you want compared to the game audio and stuff like that. And it's it, it's a, a nice little app and more generalized. If I'm going to listen to anything I want to in particular, I'm going to have it on my phone or something anyway and not going to be playing certain games anyway. I, it's, I don't know about you, but there's certain types of games I just cannot have different music in the background and so i have to be listening to that game's music that game's audio it's but uh yeah yeah stuff like playing pairs and that it's i don't know where i can play it blindfolded it's not a problem and it's nice to have like a mix of different musics in the background and something oh, yeah, i i told i'm just right there with you like i would never listen to any other music when i'm playing near because the game soundtrack is just so incredible mm. i have no reason to listen to but when i'm playing something online like titanfall 2 which doesn't have any music online, I'd rather listen to something while I'm doing it. Fair enough. Cool. Um, anyone else want to chime in on the uh, 4.5? Um, I agree with Gary. Most of these stuff, these features that Sony just now playing should have been implemented two, three years ago, but Sony does things at their own pace. Um, the custom backgrounds, I love, as you already know, yeah, saw my request that I asked for. <laughs> which I put everywhere except for my phone because I know my girlfriend's gonna complain. Oh you took my picture off of this. How could you? <laughs> I didn't want I didn't want to hear it so I just mostly put it on my laptop and you know for my PlayStation 4. Um the best feature for me is the um the upload download from the game title itself. I think it's a lot easier just to do so instead of going to the settings and the application management and all that to yeah. upload and download your save storage. The only thing I don't like from this up with, um this update is the notification bar is too cluttered. I don't know why they put it like that. They need to put it back to the way it was before. But besides that, good update. Yeah, I can't complain. I think it, it changes things up a little bit in a nice way. And so far, it hasn't mucked around with the system too much in the first few days, which normally any update that's significant tends to have some sort of issue with your PlayStation at some point, whether it goes a bit jaggy or the internet plays up with it. I don't know, but this time so far been good. Maybe because I'm mainly playing Horizon and that's offline, but who knows? It's good. And I'm happy about that. Uh, ben, are you anything to say on 4.5 as you have extensively tested it? <laughs> well, I've had it for ages, so... Ah, yes, yeah, as I was saying, we've uh, we've, uh, had it a while, (laughs) to say the least. But yeah, I'm happy that people get to enjoy the custom backgrounds. I've I've had my uh, character from Fantasy XIV as my background for ages now, so... Yeah, I've taken some (laughs) lovely lovely shots from Horizon and used them, which is fun. Just always finding a thing, oh, when a game has photo mode and it yeah, man, it's perfect now. You get rid of all that HUD clutter and stuff like that. You could just post some lovely stuff. Yeah. Just like 
they added a cool little photo mode to Final Fantasy XIV last patch where if you type G slash G pose, it like gets rid of the HUD and then you can add like weird effects and change the lighting and stuff to the oh, actual cool. game. So, yeah, proper photo mode. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, also, incidentally, they just added that to No Man's Sky, amongst other things, which yeah. is a, a game that would be good to have that for. And so, to the point where you can even change what time, you know, where the sun is in the sky, you know, yeah. to set lighting and stuff. Pretty cool. But yeah, 4.50 is pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's fairly unanimous. So not perfect, but it does a lot of good things. And so let, me, let me ask you guys this. What's next? Like, what is going to be the next? What can they possibly add that they haven't added already? Mm, good question. Like, um, external hard drive, I think, was the last big thing people wanted. Because, let's face it, one terabyte these days doesn't even do do the console anything. Um Downloading your own audio, yeah, you know, properly, yeah, uh, proper custom yeah. backgrounds, yeah, like that. Like you said actual animations and stuff, um, just stuff for like obviously the option via stuff. I like the last generation was good for yeah. certain games because you could customize your games a bit more in certain respects. That they found ways around that now, so it's less of a problem. But I don't know, like, probably one of the reasons I don't play stuff like the WWE games anymore is because you used to be able to just import your own music in as um, entrance themes yeah. and stuff like that. And because you can't do that this generation, it just seems pointless because that's half the fun for me, making characters and picking. Oh, my God, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, look, someone else thought it was amazing. They've called in. Vince <laughs> <laughs> Russo's called. He thinks it's a great idea. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So yeah, that for me that would be the nicest thing to download your own music in, not onto the hard drive, but yeah, not likely to happen. Let's be fair. Anyone else got any things they they'd really really want? Uh, we better go on before I leak anything. <laughs> <coughs> Android. <coughs> Android. Yes. Apologies. This is why I was on silent all this time, and then when I take it off. This happens. It always happens. It's <laughs> typical, isn't it? Never mind. Right. So, yes, that was uh, all good on all that nonsense. Um, I suppose we'll wait a few months now before any significant update happens again. That's usually the way of it. They leave it every few months. What else have we had this week? Um, you've got to believe there was some big news. Um, Parappa the Rapper Remastered is coming out on April 4th, would you believe that? Soon. For the questionable price of eleven ninety nine on the uh, or £9.59. £9.50, if you've got a plus. I was yes, just about to say, if yeah. it's that. Um, you also get a free Dynamics theme, which is uh, now not Wait, quite... Wait, so it's like, it's like 15 dollars here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't imagine that, so... Oh, I, um, I don't think that's a question. I think that's pretty good. Well, it's the demo that concerns me, because they say that, but the cutscenes were still old. And, like, they look terrible next to the rest of the game because they had not been spruced up in any way, shape, yeah. or form. And it's just like, you just put the same game out again. It, it don't make out like you've changed all these things. because of, but, but it's okay. It's 4K now. 4K. <laughs> I don't know. They, they've, they've, there's a lot of features now they've seen that certainly weren't on show in the demo. And I, I really don't think that demo was representative of what they were going for at all. No, because the demo had serious input like. And it was just an emulated port of the original Parappa the Rapper, basically, for all intents and purposes. Um, they claim fresh graphics for today's game are powered by PS4, obviously. Um, 
Parappa and his friends come to life as never seen before. Cleaned up graphics, reformatted sixteen <laughs> point nine TVs. Yeah, reformatted by having huge fuck off borders around the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> Rendered in four K. I like that when they say that about old two D games like Mega Man. It's like, yeah, oh, you can play it full screen. It looks horrible, so you probably don't want to keep the borders on. That sort of thing. Um, a CD quality soundtrack. Oh my um, god, CD quality. Sequel, you know, the thing that Rapper the Rapper came on. <laughs> Players will bob their heads along with a soundtrack that has been digitally remastered for uncompressed audio. Okay, fair enough. Um, unique visual style. Um, now, that's very true about the game originally, but to say that's a new feature is probably pushing it a bit because, you know, then it's not the same game or you're t- talking bullshit basically uh, stylish flattened animation technique combines fun and vibrant characters and, and a humorous storyline yes so basically the same thing <laughs> um, a new control scheme takes advantage of dual shock 4 features this is probably the most change to the whole thing feel the beat of dual shock 4 wireless controller provides a steady metronome for each song to help play a feel when they need parappa to rap in response to each ca- character wonderful uh, and see the beats <laughs> The player icon enlarges when a player presses any button during a song. Basically, they've made the buttons appear larger on the screen. And <laughs> I put metronome in. I could go and Wait. play Rapper the Rapper right now if I wanted. And it wouldn't cost 12 quid for the... It's... I, as much as I'm pleased to see it back, you know, it's... For a game that used to sell for about that price when it was brand new on PS1... It's uh, a strange price point. I would have said maybe eight quid. But yeah, they started creeping up the prices a bit in most uh, lower level Sony games. So it's a shame. But yeah, if if it's still good in the sense of what it was and the input lag is gone, hats off. It'll be fun. But how fun? I don't know. Anyone else got anything to say on old Parappa? Uh, I want to buy it. But at the same time, I don't want to buy it because I want to make sure the voice actor doesn't get any money. Oh, who's the voice actor? He's a, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, he's a scumbag. He's a scumbag, don't you know? Yeah. Uh, unless they've got a new voice actor for this, but basically... I doubt it. It'll be the same. Yeah. as They've just polished up yeah. the older stuff. But um, what about you, Gary and uh, Alfonso? Anything? I mean, it's Parappa. I'm not expecting much for it. It's a remaster. I mean, the price that they said is fine by me. I'm glad it's not overpriced because it's a rhythm game. A rhythm game shouldn't be overpriced anyway. So I'm not going to pick it up right away because I'm not really focused on Parappa, but eventually I'll get it. Yeah. What I want to see is Vib Ribbon back again and fully using Spotify and stuff as a... To make levels, if anyone doesn't remember the ribbon, it was literally a weird rabbit walking along a white line and jumping over obstacles that got generated by music. In the PS1 days, you would put your music CD in after you'd loaded the game in, and that would form the level that Vib sort of jumped and moved over. A very simple game, but a very cool concept. And strange. Oh, there was a really cool Pokemon-style game as well that I can't remember the name of right now. Monster Archer. Yeah. Where you put in this audio CDs and it would generate monsters as well. Yeah, it'd be nice to see stuff like that <laughs> again. It's, it's, it's gimmicky, yeah, sure, but 
it's nice all the same um gary what about you oh man i was never a fan of rapper the rapper i thought but you've got to believe gary you've got to believe (laughs) (laughs) i just kick a punch um, and then they made that that spin off the Jammy Lammy or whatever it was called. Oh, that was quite good. I that was amazing. Oh, Jammy Lammy. Oh, that was good. I'd rather get a, get a reboot of that than Rapper the Rapper. Um, I thought that one was much better. Um, I think there is actually a PS2 classic, but I think it's on PS3. Curse you, backwards Yeah, they're all on PS3. PS2 classics. There's so many on PS3 now. I should probably just turn it back on and play those. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean it's it just wasn't that big for me this is not a big deal to me I mean the price I think is great um, it, it's kind of like a PS2 classic so you can't really complain about it I mean yeah, but it, it's a PS1 some yeah, visual speakers uh, <laughs> oh, but you said 4K. you put the beta, beta came out only at E3 right yeah or the demo, I should say. The demo, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, they could have easily improved all those things by then. True, but then why go with a demo that is effectively just an emulator? <laughs> and, yeah, odd. Was that it, it didn't really get... I didn't see much buzz for it, let's put it that way, afterwards. It was just... It happened, and people quickly sort of pushed it under the carpet, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see how much they can do to that game to make it a $60 game that you have to buy. I mean, even if they were, right, I would never say they should make it that because you know oh. the original game wasn't that either. It was uh, a, a sub, uh, you know, a budget style game in that regard. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like what happened with Katamari Damacy, where it launched as a budget title, and then with each one, the price increased to a full price. And it's like, why would I pay full price for this game? You see, that is it's actually quite in keeping right. with the brand of the game, isn't it? Because you know everything starts small and rolls out into bigger and bigger. But yeah, yeah, for me, I don't really care. It wasn't a franchise I liked in the first place, so I'm not too gung ho about it. And I'm I'm not surprised Sony isn't either because I think it's just like a like a thank you to the fans that still love that franchise, if anything else. Yeah, and see, it gets more of the library on the uh, PS4, effectively, I suppose. So yeah, it, it's the sort of game I suppose that it lends well to being put on a modern console because the way it looks it's not it's a more timeless style than the the polygonal style games that came out at the time where they'd have to put some serious effort into or some effort in the terms of uh, crash bandicoot and make a new one um let's see got some other bits and bobs what do we have um unsurprisingly ps4 won the old sales race again for february um I'd say unsurprisingly, of course, Microsoft did have a brief flurry at the end of last year where they kept undercutting the prices and putting bundles together, but it's clearly not done enough. And fair to say, I think they've given up a bit on that now that they've got nothing else until Scorpio's launch. Yeah, I Um, think all the words going into that, I don't think they care. Yeah, they don't care, and they they will just fall very far behind. Uh, Software sales for the PS4 surpassed the 400 million mark. Um, yeah, earlier this year we found out that we're probably about 55 million units in now at this point, and it's just crazy. I mean, it was also the month, if you think about it as well, that 
Microsoft's only exclusive came out in Halo Wars 2, and yet it got pummeled. You know, the console did not do anything. Given the games that came out on Sony's console, they were exclusive. Unsurprising, I suppose. Um, we've still got a number of major titles this year, of course. There's Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, The Crash Bandicoot, Think Grand Turismo Sport, Tekken 7, Ace Combat, Mass Effect, Persona, and on and on and on. So it can't get worse, that's for sure, for Sony. I think they're just going to keep on chugging away. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not doing bad. Even I think even Vita was making $300,000 that month as well. So for a did system, I suppose that's something. Um, anyone want to chime in on that? PS4 is on top. That's it. They have, what, 50, 50, over 50 million in the PS4. A million for VR. Like Sony finally got, fun, Sony finally got it right. They saw the mistakes they made with the PS3, they changed the strategy, and they got it right. Xbox, yeah. I mean, all we really know is that they got Scorpio on Crackdown Three, and that can't say them alone. So, right now, Sony's winning this um console generation. That's, yeah, that's it. And I think that's the other thing is that Sony's putting out new stuff that's sticking with customers. I mean, you think. Um, Quantum Break came for Xbox last year and that was really a new big IP for them they would hope it was middling in the end in terms of reception and yet you know yeah, it was, it, the Quantum Break I thought was uh, was something innovative from Microsoft which I hadn't seen in a long time yeah. um, because they try to do something where they mix a TV show and a video game and combine them together in a way and obviously that didn't work out because the Xbox television division failed before it even mm. started. <laughs> yeah, that game got... <laughs> I think that actually really hurt the game because I think they're counting oh, on that so much and it didn't work out that way, which is a shame. It is, and uh, it is a shame that when they did go for that one crazy ride that it went wrong, and you do wonder again if that was another factor in scale band getting canned as well is that well people aren't buying this and it's like not to mention the fact they're not reselling enough consoles for people to be buying anyway uh, all that much it's it's yeah it's going to be interesting because you know we just had a horizon where no doubt that's a franchise now in the making that's going to go that's going to go some and it's obviously debuted at number one this week quite easily because you know the next best thing out there was Zelda and that's a, a new install base and the four, four or five people that have got a Wii U uh, you included Gary <laughs> hey I got mine on the switch so <laughs> you didn't double dip to... have you licked it yet have I what have you licked it yet the cartridge yeah no, but I, I – it's funny you should say that. Yesterday my friends were over, and one of them didn't know about the whole licking the cartridge thing. Oh. <laughs> and I told them, dude, these cartridges taste delicious. It's like bubble gum. Try it. <laughs> and he couldn't get the taste out of his mouth for like two oh, hours. He, he was really pissed off. <laughs> I did try it myself just to see what it tastes like. It, it doesn't taste good. It, I, I personally think it's a smart decision by Nintendo. Yeah. Putting stuff in their mouth like that because they or animals for that matter too because these things are small yeah. they're smaller than the 3ds cartridges um so they're any anything that likes to chew on stuff will not want to chew on this so. 
Um, right. Uh, just a little roundup of things. Uh, Persona 5's first, you know, East, what am I saying? First Western version review came through in the official PlayStation magazine. Uh, it was a 10 out of 10. So, you know, another big, good game on the horizon, by the look of it. So, no pun intended. Uh, it's, wow. Uh, again, it, if that's anywhere near true, then Christ, it's just, this year is just getting worse for, <laughs> for wallets. And, and we're only three months in. It's yeah, we are only three. I mean, by the time that comes out, we'll be the beginning of April. And I think we'll know, well, impressions went up this week from certain sites that have had the game for a while. By the look of it. And uh, promising. Sounds like uh, some people that loved Persona 4 uh, thinking this is going to be even better. So, I mean, uh, and that's a statement because Persona 4 is a very good game for what it is. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully I'll be looking forward to that sooner rather than later. Huh? At last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I, I'm subtle, you know. <laughs> oh, no, you have to be. <laughs> Uh dear. Um and Wipeout Omega Collection will also be coming out this summer, so Sony could have some racing summer for us in general by the look of it this way. And And don't to- forget oh. Mario Kart 8 has come out on the Switch as well. Oh, here's the summer of Vroom Vroom. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm actually really interested in seeing March's NPD. Because I can't wait to see PS4, Nintendo Switch, 3DS, and then Xbox One. Oh, uh, yeah, see where Xbox are after this month. That will be interesting. You know what? In some ways, I want to see PS4, 3DS, Switch, Vita, Xbox One. (laughs) No, the Wii U went up ahead of it, too. You're buying a Wii U. People bought a Wii U for a Zelda. (laughs) Uh, Well, people just buy Wii U because they're going out of stock. That's it. Yeah, for clutches reasons. That's it. Or, you know, they haven't got a dinner tray and they fancy using the gamepad. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I am interested to see where Nintendo's going to land in this entity because it, it's already outsell, outpacing the Wii and we know yeah. how easy the Wii sold. Um, I don't think it has that. If 1-2-Switch had been you know, a pack-in, then yeah, it would have a good chance of doing and really, really well. been good. And they have been good, yes, but... That's the problem. I think it, it, there isn't something packed in that people can buy, and there's a lot of, uh, oh, but you got to buy this. Ah, oh, but you got to buy that. Ah, oh, this might not be working at launch. Ah, oh, that might not be And yeah, I think that, whereas I that's think... true of most consoles, it's it's not good for Nintendo because people will pick up on that with them more being the console sort of people that they get in for their sort of stuff. Sorry, Gary. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I think it. It, it, it would have been an amazing opportunity for Nintendo if they did um, release a bundle with Zelda. Because let's face it, if you bought a Switch, you bought Zelda. If well, yeah, bought I think Switch it was... And by Zelda, you wasted your money. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Was... No, no, no. So I think it was about 95% or something in like France when they were doing the figures there that, that people who bought a Switch bought Zelda. You're telling me <laughs> people didn't buy for 1-2 one, two, one, two Switch? I am well, shocked! 5% did. 5%, yeah. 5% bought something else. No, I think 5% of those people bought it so they can resell it. Um, yeah. I but... am shocked and happy. Um, while we're on sales figures and that, um, 
The PS Store, obviously, every month they say that it sells them. What is that noise? Yeah, uh, that was weird. Sorry, that was me. Sorry, oh, sorry. Shame. <laughs> shame. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the PS Store does its digital sales list every month because they don't get counted in the older resale charts. And, well, it's there's some big sellers again this week and month. Um, Ark Survival Evolved, though. That one. It's a... Uh, Baffling, to say the least, on that one. I, how that game is uh, consistent. I think it was top last month as well. Third, yeah, sorry, it's the third straight month Ark Zoyal of Old has topped the PS4 digital charts, despite all the new titles. Um, it fended off For Honor, which was second. Uh, FIFA 17 was third. Neo was up new at four. It's probably a good idea to mute your mic, mate. <laughs> well, while the background noise is on, <laughs> do do do. We we we. Sorry, what did you say? I said probably a good idea to mute your mic. We can hear you eating. I think. No, sorry, sorry. I went by the kitchen and my mom's playing her music. I had to okay. get something for my dad. That's fair news. Anyway, what was I? Yes, Neo was at four. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Jumped up to five. Rocket League was six. Battlefield one seven. Witcher three re-entered at eight. Minecraft, unsurprisingly, at nine. And also unsurprisingly, Grand Theft Auto five. Who the hell is still buying Grand Theft Auto five? It's, it's, it's been number one recently again in the physical charts as well, and it's in the top ten on the PS four digital sales. Rockstar just must be. They could make bridges all over the world out of money at this point, surely. <laughs> Oh, also quite of note, and I'm happy to say, is Pez uh, 2017. Also, it was the 12th best-selling game of the month, which uh, obviously not beating FIFA, but nice to see it's back up there amongst that. And Sleeping Dogs, a uh, very short, sweet price drop to about four quid, got it into the top 20. So. Nice. As did Unravel. And stuff. So, yeah, good, good. And, and in VR terms, Batman Arkham VR is still the best-selling game for them on digital sales right I mean, let's talk about batman batman, Speaking about yeah. batman you can what do you think batman. about the whole the batman sequel that brought you know they plan on making mm. the one that's supposed to take after origins well that's supposedly well the next batman is is in the works there's no doubt about that at this point um we shall see where that goes exactly um Let's talk about the games we've been playing, I suppose. Um, obvious one again this week is No Doubt Horizon, because I know that's pretty much, apart from playing the usual stuff, I've had to play like Ghost Recon, Wildlands, I continue playing from last week, which is you know, a, a good enough game for what it does. As many have pointed out, it is the modern equivalent of playing Mercenaries in co-op, which, not, is, which is... And... <laughs> <laughs> Again, sorry, 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 sorry. Just like, I, was like, I got sidetracked, unintrigued by what you were talking about. Then. Um, yeah, so Horizon is, I'm about 16, no, 18 hours in now to Horizon. I don't know how long that is in the context of finishing the game, but 
yeah, it just seems to get better and better. It's, those opening few hours are all right and pretty decent, but it is just you settle into a groove of the world, and it's oh, just some of the moments in it are just like fist pumpingly good. And then when you think you've seen everything, something else pops up. And you're like, oh, okay, that's new. Like stuff that I'd never seen in like the promo stuff. And uh, though now I think I have seen every single monster, you know, animal robot at this point. But uh, some interesting story beats and things that have been revealed as it goes on. Uh, obviously not going to say much about that, but uh, I like how they've, explained away all the why this is all like it is why there are indeed robot animals and like and it's just it's a nice world that to sort of go around and muck about and hunt monsters and i think the only complaint i've seen fairly true is that there's not much to climb I mean, you do end up just sort of jumping up things a lot which is but again, i didn't really care about it until it happened i sort of Someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I suppose it's it's a bit weird, but don't have to climb everything, I suppose. Um, yeah, so enjoying it vastly. Probably is currently my favourite game of this year so far. You know, I haven't finished it. I think it's done enough to be better than Resident Evil, and obviously different games, but overall, that's how I feel. And, uh, Alfonso, how are you getting on with it? I just finished it today, before we... Oh. Um, started recording. I just finished the story. So you, you have a, a definitive opinion on this one, then? Uh, I love it. I love how it ends. Based off the little end credits they show, there's definitely going to be a sequel to it. Um, mostly, I just have collectibles and the trials and the bandit camps I have to finish, and that's it, platinum. Um, yeah. Like you, I, I scanned all the monsters. Like last week, I told you, I do not like the Stormbird. That, that's the worst in terms of air no, it's when, it comes to the, <laughs> when it comes to the ground. When it comes to the ground, I do not like the rock breaker. I feel like that's the worst one to fight against. Yeah. Uh, Without but, anything, that is one of the ones I hadn't known about. But uh, Oh, yeah, I, sorry. I, no, no, I, you, did you oh, no. just think you scared all of them? No, I was saying when I played the game, when I went to play the game, where you'd seen most of them in the concept art and trailers and stuff like that, this is one of the ones I hadn't seen oh, like that. And I thought, oh, I've seen everything now. It's like that. You know, it was just straight after one of the big revelatory missions like that. And I just came out into the open. And just as I was walking my uh, robot horse off into the sunset, suddenly something disappeared. I won't say the context of how, obviously, but <laughs> the way it happened, I was just like, what is that? And then just instantly being besieged and running away. My favourite thing about any monster you've not seen yet or not encountered properly yet is learning how they act and react. And I mean, the snap jaws were the fun ones for me where I was like, well, they're big crocodiles. They'll be fairly slow. And just like, no, no they can they can go no, somewhere. It's terrifying. Just running away. Just like, Chris, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing I don't like is that there's a specific outfit that you need to get for a trophy, which I feel is a cheat. I, I didn't feel like these should have given us that type of outfit. But other than that, you know, I love it. Still my game of the year. Yeah. I just liked what they've done with the story. It's fantastic in that regard. It's Yeah, there are bits you can see coming, but it's what they add to those bits when they do come. 
that you know they put a little spin on what you expect, especially in the revelations that come up during the game, and it's you, know, you, you have a pretty good idea. It's pretty early on. Oh, okay, I kind of get where we're going with this, like that, and then they're like, oh. Okay, so yeah, here's that thing you expected, but here's like a twist on why that is, and that's that that's pleasing and just yeah, so, such great world building in a very concise manner. It, I think Kyle was saying it a few weeks ago when he was doing the uh, podcast that it's got that Witcher vibe of an extended world where people have their own stories and histories and stuff like that, but it's done in such a concise manner and so so swiftly dealt with that yeah you probably don't get the richness and depth that you might say the witcher but it still gets the point across and gets you connected with what's going on in the world and then i find that remarkable for you know a world that they have created it's not borrowed from a book it's not borrowed from somewhere else it's they've made all this themselves and it's just yeah a nice world to live in for a bit and uh go hunt something and that is and all the side quest stuff is just you know going collectibles is fun to do the camps clearing out the camps is fun messing with my favorite thing today right as i was getting chased by some snap jaws and <laughs> i thought i'd avoided them and i ran into another area and ended up with some uh ravagers which are like the sawtooths with guns on them like that mm-hmm. I was just picking they were picking a fight with some uh, cultists I'm like oh god so they're, they're fighting the cultists and then out of nowhere I just see this freeze bomb lobbed into the middle of the fight between the sawtooth and the ravagers and the um, cultists and then out of nowhere the, one of the snapjaws just leapt straight on top of everything and they're just having this big old fight with each other the sawtooth and the and the snapjaw and just like I was standing there watching it for a while and then thinking I could end this quite quickly if I think about it. And so aimed for the canister, the freeze canister on the snapjaw. And eventually they all exploded on one big satisfying heap. It's brilliant. It's just like a moment that was just pure accident and loved it. I love that sort of thing in open world games. Ah, just wonderful game. End of story. Um, ben, have you got to catch up on any more Horizon this week? Well, I beat the story at the start of the week. Oh, did you? Yeah, it it was. As Alfonso saw the pictures of the, me in the suit, like right after the podcast. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the cheating suit. The cheating suit. <laughs> yeah, the cheating suit. Uh, I, 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 the fact that I put in so many hours and I've only had one glitch shows you how well designed the game is. Being mm. the fact that yeah. it's me. Yeah, I mean, all I've ever seen is only little things that can sometimes annoy, but nothing major. You know, oh, nothing no, out I had of... a little major glitch, in a way. I was yeah. fighting some of the, oh, what are the bird, storm birds, aren't they? Glint hawks are the little glint ones. Hawks. Yeah, that was glint hawks, sorry. Fuck I was fighting some glint hawks, right? And one pushed me into the graphics when it hit me. All right. Um, but the game didn't recognise this. Well, it recognised it in a way, and the glint hawk kept bomb, um, you know, charge bombing me in the graphics, right. and it kept killing themselves. Hmm. It was a boss fight, in fact. Oh. But um, yeah, I won without shooting anything because they all killed themselves. <laughs> they kept they kept lobbing the free stuff at me, but because of dive bombing, they froze themselves. 
and then they just shattered and died. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, uh, had to restart the game, and luckily a checkpoint saved outside the wall, so it's like, it's like you, you go talk to this guy. Okay, you're done. Yay, I did it! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Ah, so yeah, Horizon, it, it's a winner, I think, so far. You guys have done your bit, and I'm still playing it, but uh, I'm really hoping now. It's the only blessing of certain games not showing up yet, is that I'm getting the chance to get closer to finishing it. Uh, just out of curiosity, how long did it take you guys to get to the end of the story? Um, well, I was going back and forth, because, you know, every time the side quests and the errands pop up, I did that first, because... I didn't want to rush into the main story that quickly. Yeah, that's come to find out, come to find out, I gotta do it. I have to go back, like go back to one of my previous save points because I didn't finish. There were certain this um when I looked on the the quest um the quest log, it's saying that I'm missing certain side missions, so I have to go back and complete those. Probably uh-huh. do the story all over again, but hey, that gives me a chance to play it all over again. <laughs> and this time without the cheat suit. Without the cheat suit. <laughs> uh, brilliant. And Ben, how long did it take you, roughly? Well, I didn't do all the side quests because I got distracted by the main story being so good. It was one of the things, oh yeah, I could do those side quests, but oh, I wonder what happens now. Mm-hmm. The, the main story just kept me too intrigued for me to want to... So that's good, so that's... Two different views. How yeah. do you know hours wise roughly what you put in? Probably around twenty hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm probably know. like forty, around forty something. Yeah. Okay, so so about twenty to forty hours, depending on how you tackle it. Yeah. Just go remembering Kyle said roughly, you know, how big it was in that yeah. terms and taking. But is that if you do everything? Is that if you focus on the story? Because it's like. Final Fantasy Fifteen was like, oh, you, this could take fifty hours to complete. And it's like it took me twenty-two or something. <laughs> it's like because I, you know, for review turns, I didn't veer too far off the side to do a lot of side missions, but I did some. So, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's to be honest, a twenty-hour-plus game is fine for me. You know, that's even open world, and the collectible stuff is there. That I probably end up going back to that after at some point down the line. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Um, what else have we been playing? Anyone got anything in particular? Ben, I assume it's been the same as usual when you've not been ill. Yep, same as usual. Same as usual. <laughs> and Alfonso, what about you? Any other games? Um, you remember last time when I told you about the Clock World Tales 1, the oh, yeah. steampunk? There's another one similar to it. Um, I think it's called, I don't remember, Curse Something with Pirates. I don't remember the exact name, but it's, it's exactly the same thing, the same concept. But I didn't really get to it because you know Horizon. But is that uh, Shantae huh? and the Pirates? Shantae and the Pirates Curse. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's that. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but since since I finished the main story and now my brother want to play Horizon, I'll make him play Horizon. And when he's not, I'll just little by little go into that and then back and forth Horizon and that. But that's that's it so far. Cool. Excellent. Um, Gary, what about you? Uh, well, I haven't been playing Horizon because uh, I you, are, you, you are the outlier here. You are the <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't even know if I'll get a chance to get to it anytime soon either. Um, I don't blame you, man. It's <laughs> just so much going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm starting to get that uh, open world fatigue now. Um, yeah, understandable again. And I might have to take a break from the open world stuff. I mean, but then again, there's Mass Effect coming out, which I'm still on a fence on whether I want to buy it or not. Um uh, yeah, uh, outside of not playing that, I've been playing Zelda on my Switch. Um, I am enjoying it. Um, I do think it's a good game. Uh, it has problems. Uh, we talked about these problems already, Neil. Um, it's yeah. definitely not a perfect score game, that's for sure. Um, but it is, I think, probably the third best Zelda I've ever played. Um after A Link to the Past and Twilight Princess are my first two. Um, this one is really good. Uh, it, it's it's gorgeous, incredibly gorgeous. Um, it runs incredibly well, very smooth. And like Horizon, like Ben said, with a Nintendo game, you just don't get glitches and bugs. And this game, I haven't run into anything, which is incredible. Um, I've seen... It mentioned about frame rate dropping, but that's about it, really, in terms it of... It does when it's docked, which is weird. Only when it's docked does it have that, um, but when you're playing it like a handheld, it runs like oh, 10 times better. I don't know why that is. I think it's an input lag, uh, quite honestly, from the dock to going through the HDMI cable into the thing. But yeah. That's what I think it is. Obviously, I'm not a tech guy, so I can't really say for sure. Uh, it's it's been reported since very early on. I remember someone saying about it performing better outside of the dock, even yeah. during the early demo phase. So yeah, that's uh, somewhat un- unsurprising, I suppose. Um, it's 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 a, it's still a fantastic game, but easily. Yeah. Um, but outside of Zelda, um, all my time has gone to near Automata or Automata, however you want to pronounce it. Um, I just don't know how much more I can talk about it and praise <laughs> it enough. I did it quite a bit on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I recently just talked to Tim as well, and he's he's playing it now, and he's getting the exact same feels and vibes that I got out of it. Um, it's just it's a game that has so much heart behind it, um, it's like a passion project in a way for the developer, I guess. And it's crazy because it's a game that nobody thought would ever get made after the first year didn't succeed in any way um, outside of its story, in my opinion. Like the, the original Nier was, had a, an amazing story, but it was a very subpar game, I thought. Um, and this one just surpasses it in every way. It's got this crazy, like, Metal Gear Solid 2 vibe from Yoko Toro um, and how he does things and how he just messes with... Um, oh, you said a Metal Gear Solid 2 vibe? Yeah. Like, oh, the way you uh, with your perception. Find money. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the and Metal end. Gear styles. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the way he just messes with your mind sometimes, and he really just pulls on your heartstrings, and he shouldn't, because the way that it's set up, it's like you're fighting against machines, and the whole point of it is that they almost wiped out humanity, and you have to destroy them. They're your enemies, but then you see the things that these machines do, and how they act, and it's like 
feeling like you're a soldier who has orders and you're in the middle of a war and your orders are to kill everybody that you see, men, women, children, it doesn't matter. Those are your orders and you have to follow those orders, you know? And the fact that he gives you the choice as the player with the control, whether to carry out those orders or not is incredible. You know, it's not like a one or the other choice. You have so many different options. It's just, it's just such a great game. And it's a game that just gives you more, the more you play it. You know, I've said it when I first beat the game, the game was like a seven to me. I was going to give it a seven. And then I went back and I started a new game and all of a sudden everything was different. I'm playing a different character. All these new gameplay mechanics come into play. I learned so much more about the enemies and the world on my second playthrough that I didn't know in the first one. And all of a sudden, you know, it jumped up in, in my review for it uh, in the score. And then I finished it again. And then uh, I was literally typing the review and that was going to be the score. And then, you know, I decided to go through a third playthrough just to see all the stuff that I can carry over in new game plus. And out of nowhere, it's a completely different playthrough again with another new character and this whole new story mode, which just insane. The, the stuff he does on the third playthrough and where the story goes is just incredible. Um, really makes you question what what it means to be alive, I guess you can say. Um, just, yeah, I, I don't know how much more I can praise near Automated. It's right now my game of the year for sure. Um I never thought I'd say that after playing Nier. Uh, obviously, I haven't played Horizon yet, so um, and there's still so much coming out with Persona 5 and Shadow of War and probably Batman game that's going to get announced will be released this year. Who knows? Oh, Injustice could be good too, as well. So. Yeah, Injustice as well is coming out. You know, it's but right now, like I said before, this would have been my first perfect ten if it didn't have the technical issues like the crashes and the frame rate drops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I just couldn't believe, like, you know, this, Neil, I had absolutely no desire to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> I inherited the review from somebody else. <laughs> They're always the best ones, aren't they? It's, <laughs> I was the yeah. same for um, Final Fantasy 15, for Titanfall 2, games I had no interest in playing really until they came on my lap, into my lap. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. These are, I like these games a lot. Uh, Titanfall 2, especially, which is like, my second favorite game of the generation. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's nice when you get those little surprises like that. Yeah, I, I actually remember, like, you're looking through the review list, and it's like, oh, look, he's not doing near anymore. Hey, Gary, you want to do it? Nobody else is up for it. <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? I don't care. Because <laughs> I'm not a fan of Platinum Games. And then they... No, they have, we've talked thing. about it on here a, a few times about Platinum Games, and, yeah, you've been very strong in your opinion on their stuff. Yeah, and it's just sad to see something like this come out, and then you know that another game of theirs got cancelled for whatever reason we don't know, um, with Scalebound. You know, it just it's really sad for them, in my opinion, because who knows what that game could have been. You know, we don't know what kind of state the game was in, obviously. It could have been a total mess. Maybe all their passion went into this game, I don't know. But that game could have been just as amazing as, in the, as this, but maybe Microsoft just didn't see the vision of it. Like, mm. Square Enix saw the vision in this game. Like, if they pitched this game to any other developer, I guarantee you it would, never would have been made. 
Um, because the themes he put into that game, I think, are just too complex for a lot of people to comprehend. <laughs> like, they just want to go in and destroy shit. But if you pay attention to the things he's trying to tell you, it's mind-blowing. Oh. Cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It sounds brilliant fun I, just, uh, I mean i like the demo anyway I, I was quite fond of it so i was like oh i could see me getting this down the line and I forgot that platinum were involved on it and that that's a, a sell for me when they're not doing licensed shite so yeah it's i'm looking forward to that one probably uh could always speed on horizon and uh, <laughs> trade in <laughs> 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 yeah, that's just the thing. Like, I, like a lot of people went through it, um, and I, I read it on Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff where they just beat it the one time. And they're like, I don't know why this game is getting these high scores. And I'm like, and other people are telling you, you have to replay it. And they're complaining. It's like, why do I have to replay the game multiple times to know what it is? And it's like, well, you're really not because it's, it's like a break, like a, a TV show break yeah. where, you know, you get halfway through the season and then there's like the winter break and you got to wait like four months for the next one part of the story to come out. It's kind of like that where you finish it in like 18 hours, your first playthrough, and then you start the second playthrough, but the story continues. Uh, so it continues, but does it, it takes in the same places or does it go different places? No, it takes place in the, in the same places. Like the first two playthroughs are kind of the story from different perspectives. Oh, which is, is a very Japanese thing, you know. It's uh, you know, uh, you think of back to Devil May Cry two, or uh, um, <laughs> Resident Evil two, and one, you know, where you've got yeah. multiple... oh, perfect analogy. Resident Evil two. It's like it's pretty much like that, where you'll beat the game, say with Leon's with Claire's campaign, right? Yeah, and you'll unlock the 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 different scenario of Leon's campaign, like the, yeah. the second scenario. It's pretty much like that where different things happen, the story plays out differently. It's exactly like that. This is just sounding like a must-buy now. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah, and then once the third playthrough, and then you see how the story continues on, you're just like, holy shit. And it's just... yeah, It's just things you don't expect. Like You'll sit there through the credits, and they end. And then on your second playthrough, you're sitting through the credits, and then out of nowhere... Your game control your character while the credits are rolling. And you're like, what the hell is this? And you start running around, you see a quest marker, you go to the quest marker, and the credits are going, so you've got to be quick. If you don't get to the credits, you're not going to see what happens. Um, yeah, it's... I, I will say the, the, the other downfall, there's 26 endings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> One for every letter of the alphabet. Um, oh, good. They're all they're mostly joke endings though. So really there's only four true endings in the game and you'll get those just by playing through the game. Um But yeah, all those other ones you can get if you want. Some of them are actually kinda of funny. Others are just like, oh okay, he just decided to disobey his orders and he took off. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's twenty six. Um you can buy the trophies, yes, through the in game currency. Uh, see that makes more sense. It's a uh... Yeah, and that's one of the ones I bought because I'm, I'm not going to get 26 endings. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, there is chapter select once you finish the game. So you can go back and play through whatever chapter you want, which is amazing. Um, there, so yeah, you can, like I said, I only bought two trophies. Uh, I'm going to get the rest of them that way. And one of them is just 
two randomized where you have to, there's a fishing mini game and you have to pretty much catch every type of fish in the game. And that's too random. I'm not going to, like, there's no way to catch a certain type of fish. It just happens. So, yeah, I bought that one and I bought the endings one. But they're not cheap. Uh, they're like 200,000 currency in the game. I think they use gold, the G symbol. Yeah. And chances are through two playthroughs, you'll probably get that much money um, without upgrading anything. Yeah, I think it was literally described as if you put the time in at that point, you deserve to be able to buy the trophies off is I think what Taro said. So yeah, it's a smart move. I think for a thing like that where you've got multiplayer. And again, another subversion of the sort of thing. Just, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's like he's rewarding you just for getting through the game and seeing everything that he wanted you to see. You know? Yeah, like I said, I I just can't praise it enough. Like, And I'm glad to see that other people who are playing it from the site, Kyle is playing it and Tim are playing it. They're feeling exactly the way the same way that I felt about it, which is awesome. Um, Fantastic. It's good to hear that I'm not the only one in that same boat. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I suppose that just leaves me with one more thing. I obviously said Horizon and Ghost Recon I talked about last week. I've been playing since Friday Lego Worlds, which is, if you want to be lazy about it, kind of like Lego does Minecraft does No Man's Sky. Which, uh, I didn't expect that part to be in there, but uh, yeah you basically hop from planet to planet in your spaceship and uh, you catalog everything on each planet much like you would no man's sky. Except the difference here is you're cataloging it so you can use it in free creation mode, you know, so you can, you pick up minifigures and different types of bricks and different pieces and parts. And it's clever. It's got that, that stupid little sense of humor that Lego games have where they just, you know, kind of take the mick out of themselves a bit and, it's yeah i like that part of it just daft little quests they give you which yeah, the, the single player stuff is you know the story stuff is very much tacked on to sort of teach you the, about all the tools they give you to build and copy and create and that and it's cool i like that part it's again that has not long come out of uh early access on pc so, again, the, the alarm bell's are usually ringing for that kind of game coming to PS4. Uh, you only have to see games like Ark and uh, to see how though it sells really well. You, you can't help but wonder why, considering the state of it. Um, here, yeah. I, I'm really surprised that game came out on PS4. Cause that, that, still, <laughs> that, that was like a launch title on the Wii U, wasn't it? <laughs> Which one? Lego World. No, no, no. Lego City Undercover was the uh, Wii U title. Oh, okay. That's, That's not that's next month, I think. So yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm surprised about that coming out on PS4. Sorry. <laughs> well, they've upgraded it because it's on Switch. Lego World. Well. Okay, it's like the the Minecraft type game, right? With Lego. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, it. But it's a dash of No Man's Sky to it in the whole cataloging and space travel bits. But you know, it's automated space travel rather than proper space travel. But like, unlike most Lego games, everything is made of bricks. There's no like stuff that could easily you know be like, oh, that's clearly. A normal floor that's clearly you know, a real life building or something it's everything even like the the atmosphere when your spaceship comes into the planet it is like brick shaped and the water is brick shaped and it's yeah it's fun and you, the fact that you can just destroy entire worlds with, with vehicles and stuff and you can muck around it, it's a really good sandbox for kids i think it's just it'd be 
a laugh in that respect. But it is fraught with a few issues of a game of its type that you would think, you know, it's not long out of early access, so it makes sense that it's not in the greatest of shape because those sort of games are built to be built upon. But uh, the biggest thing for me, I think, currently is that in confined spaces, when you're doing any creating stuff, the camera goes awry and it's it's frustrating because you can't figure your way out. You can't figure what you're looking at and it's you end up just having to just guess what you're doing. And that, that's a pain in the ass. Um, I haven't had any problems, but some other people playing it for a few have said they've had you know, game-breaking glitches that have made them have to start again because quests won't load and things like that. I'm hoping that's just a one-off weird thing but yeah as i said i haven't had it and i've played a fair few hours but it's, it's got cool little things little dungeons and stuff or the collectible nature of it getting the gold bricks well, i saw that you know to unlock the actual proper free creation mode on blank slate so you have to get like 100 gold bricks i thought oh what fuck off come on <laughs> like that but you, you get them at a fairly regular pace for anything for all sorts of things so because you can just dip and dive you don't like a place you're on you don't you don't feel like you're getting anything from it you go back into space and it randomizes another planet every place you go to is procedurally generated so only you will have gone to it but you can upload it for other people to visit so you can choose whether what you leave on the planet stays on it in that regard it probably does a better job of uh, making the impact on game worlds than no man's sky did uh in that you are you can have everything you've made be shareable and visitable you know but and yeah, it's got online co-op it's it's very much a lego game with all the good and bad that has and has all these little extra things to it i think given time it will get better and better for now it's got a few issues but it's cheap i think it's like 20 quid over here so and about 30 dollars in america it's good to hear Lego's releasing games that's not based on dimensions. So no, it's, and the, but at the same time, it kind of has that feel like there's an interconnected universe of all their Lego stuff now. It would be cool if they if they had those two games connect somehow. Like yeah, my dimensions characters into Lego worlds. That'd yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be unfeasible considering, but um. You, you just think about the stuff with the Lego movie stuff where everything's like in the same dimensions, the games are in the same dimensions, and this, you know, you visit different randomly generated worlds that have stuff from Ninjago and like Lego City and all that, and this focuses more on the established Lego brands, the, their own stuff, rather than, you know, the, the licensed stuff. But again, you could see that it could be connected to that stuff given time. And being Warner Brothers and having an access to perhaps a slew of licenses, it could be a goldmine for them in the future. I'm kind of, so it's to call it a Minecraft clone, much like we said with Dragon Quest Builders last year, is a bit unfair because you know, for a start, Lego is the reason Minecraft even has the idea if, if we, you know, of building and creating. But here it is very much like you can do Lego as intricate as you want. Uh, brick by brick and obviously as you go through the game you can obtain more and more brick shapes so you have more to play with or you can just like copy paste 
entire constructs like 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 one of the quests early on in one of the early places i found was like a king who wore it to a second castle so literally you just copied his castle and put it next to each other and then just used a paint gun to paint it a different color and it's just yeah it's funny in a, in a very twee way i quite enjoyed it um which is more than i thought i'd talk about it really but there you go it's uh probably a solid seven at the minute but we're, we're, we've room to improve oh Right, I think that wraps up the normal portion of the show. Um, we do, of course, have the predictions for this week. I was going to do Mass Effect, but I believe the embargo doesn't drop till the Monday after, so that's probably next week. So it, not much choice this week. I went with Sticks Shards of Darkness. Um, if no one knows, Sticks is about a, a little goblin assassin who gets all stealthy and shit in huge open environments. <laughs> It was, it's, I think it was on, yeah, a stealthy goblin. <laughs> yeah, it's a sequel to a game that came out, uh, Stakes Master of Shadows, I think it was called. Yeah, which was a plus game, I believe, as well, which is fairly yeah. well received, I believe. So, um, I don't know what to think, but I think JP's reviewing this one. So, yeah, the scores could be anywhere for this one. This could be a, a rogue one. Um, uh, no, the winner isn't here this week, so he can't pick first. So we'll go to the two closest. So, Ben, are you alive enough to tell us your score prediction for Sticks Shards of Darkness? One second, loading up the random generator. Random. 91 again. What? If that game gets a 91, I'm not playing any game this year anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So Ben is 91. Alfonso. I'm going to go with 70. 70. Um, Myself, I will go with... 77. Um, Gary, what about you? Since I hate everything, um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, go with 68. 68. Brave. So, of course, this isn't the final score. This is just the score for when we arrive next week. Um, so, there, just to recap uh, from bottom to top, Gary was 68. Alfonso says 70. I say 77. And Ben says 91. Yeah. It's a random generator hasn't let down yet. <laughs> um, just a tiny bit. Um, cool. So there's that. So no, uh, obviously no pay-per-view stuff. For, so there won't be that podcast this week or until a few weeks now. Three weeks. Three weeks. God, so long. It's like even with the extra pay-per-view, it's still so long. Great. We can see Roman Reigns fight Lou Gallows and... And for another three weeks, like he did for no reason before that. Yeah, because the Undertaker just can't be bothered to show up. (laughs) But he did. I think. Oh yeah, he did for a minute. But yeah, not when he should have. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole separate podcast for that. Um, Depending on how successful that is, is how much we do with that at the minute. We'll just recall the results on here. But uh, if it gets to be a bigger thing, then sure we'll have an after show where we sort of go over the results and that and then we start sounding more like a proper wrestling podcast and yeah <laughs> that would be interesting to say the least i would i would pay money to see that uh 
Right, so we're in to shout out territory. Ben, it's my shout out for this week for coming on despite being very, very ill and not really with it, but he's here and he's helped us out. But there you go, Ben. You might have. Thank you. Cool. But so I'll pass it to you. What, what are you thankful for? I'm uh, thankful for uh, I want to shout out Phoenix Down Radio, as always, and I want to shout out Samus Rageborn, aka Evolved Mail, aka your girlfriend's favourite streamer on Twitch. Go check him out. Uh, shout out to well everyone that's listening. Thank you for listening. Cool, excellent. And Gary, what about you? Uh, shout out to all the listeners. Um, as always, shout out to my friends who are always hanging out with me. As uh, even though I drive them insane. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we we uh, just a quick story. We played the Final Fantasy trading card game yesterday. Um. And my friend absolutely hates me now because he was going to win. And I pulled out a move where I pretty much destroyed him and myself at the same time. Um, it was like my last ditch attack because I knew I was going to die the next turn anyway. And my other friend who we, he, he was pretty much one hit away from dying like halfway through the game and we just spared him. And he ended up killing both of us in one turn. <laughs> and, he he absolutely despises me for that now. Um, it was a, it was a good moment for me. I enjoyed doing that to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, totally off track. Um, yeah, those are all my shout outs. Cool, excellent. And Alfonso, what about you, my man? I want to shout out you guys to all the listeners. I want to shout out to Mike because I know his birthday is Saturday. I want to wish him a happy early birthday, and to the people who know Mike. Please do not give him anything gym-related. He doesn't need no more encouragement. That is it. <laughs> he has got enough thongs and tearaway suits. He doesn't need them. Oh, but oh, this oil I bought him. Ah, well, sorry, Ben. <laughs> I had to put it to a different use. <laughs> that was when we start our inevitable wrestling federation. In after all this, as it escalates, we'll have enough baby oil for everyone. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, that, and then we just killed everything with that we have that's it so i was typing at the same time <laughs> just kind of, uh, but um i think that's it then for this week we've had a good fun we had some good talks on stuff this week it's uh put more into it than i thought with no with little prep we did it we got there guys we are Doing solid time on this one. Um, next week, as I say, we'll have our prediction results. We'll have our prediction for Mass Effect. I don't know if there's anything else of interest coming in the next week, particularly. Is there? No, I don't think so. But uh, So, yeah, we shall see you then. And uh, who's going to do the final word? That's the question. Alfonso. It can't ben. be me. Is Alfonso, it, well... No, but default the the winner isn't here, so he defaults his choice to the next the next closest. Wait, ben is the other winner. Jenny is the other winner. Well, I was just about to say you and Ben could combine on something here and see how it goes. Put me on the spot, man. I wasn't expecting to think of anything because I didn't win. Now it's how, how, how we play. It's how we play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So yes, um, go on. Ben goes first, and then we'll go with you. Go on, Ben. As always, praise Lava Scorpion. <laughs> and you, Alfonso. 
If you're into Marvel, watch Iron Fist. It comes out this Friday on Netflix. There you go. We're not been paid for that either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, take care. Goodbye. Take care.